Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. We're going to read from uh, Psalm 105, New International Version, 1984. Go to verse 17. And he sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with shackles. His neck was put in irons till what he had foretold came to pass till the word of the Lord proved him true. Let's pray. Father, move in power in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I'd encourage you to take notes. I'm going to talk to you about the tests that come when God gives you a word. The tests that come when you have a vision from God, when you have a burden from a God, not burden from God. Burden and vision are really synonymous. And you see in Isaiah calls the vision the burdensome valley. When God gives you a word, now we just came through our prophetic conference, also called our power conference. Many, many received a prophetic word. And you say, well, I've never received a prophetic word. Read your Bible. God will prophesy to you. He'll speak to you. And, and, and we believe in the gifts of the Spirit, all of them. And so if you're around here for any length of time, you'll eventually get prophesied over. We have presbytery teams, teams of people that prophesy over folks on Sunday night. We'll do that again tonight, Lord willing. I'm going to preach again from Ezekiel 38. And uh, I'll take a New Testament text also about Gog and Magog and just the end of time and some eschatology and what you do right now. What do you do right now? If this is, if the, if, if the end is right just ahead, what do you do? So about being prepared. And so you don't want to miss that tonight. Service is at six o'clock. So vision, vision and a word from the Lord brings a dividing line. It brings a dividing line. And when you get a word, many times God says, okay, I want you to, oh, well, let's pick on our instance, build the building. The amount of pushback that then comes, you have to overcome those things. So I'm going to show you some things from the life of Joseph, who had a vision from God, had a dream from God, who he shared out of time. In other words, it was the wrong timing. The right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. He had a dream from God and he'd had a lack of maturity and he shared it with his brothers who didn't like him for it. And he goes through these different tests. You're going to be tested. Come on, bump your neighbor and say, this is a test. The first test that Joseph experiences as he shares his word out of time is a test that you will experience, a test that I have experienced and may experience again. It's the test of the pit. Everybody say the pit. Jane Hammond and, uh, and uh, Tom Hammond will be with us next year at our power conference. I'm excited about that. Uh, if you don't know who they are, then you soon will. They uh, have a saying at Christian International, and they are Christian International is an organization in Florida. They have a church there called Vision Church, actually. And uh, they have a saying in Bill Hammond's books and writings, pit, profit in training, profit in training, the pit. And really what the pit is, is a place of separation 
from family and friends. You're like, what are you talking about? I don't know if you've had this experience. I have, and I've seen many, many times in many, many lives when people say, I'm gonna serve God, they step up to do their everything for Jesus. It's amazing how people weren't angry at them for drinking a fifth of Jack Daniels every night, but now that they're going to church, now that they're on fire for God, it's like the family's like, really, we're really concerned about you. You weren't so concerned when they were getting hammered. And you know, family dynamics change. You have somebody who's the black sheep of the family and they get gloriously saved. Then all of a sudden, everybody gets to look at their own rotten, stinking laundry and, and it changes things. And you'll have people reject. I've seen in Catholic families. I'm, don't raise your hand. Some of you are recovering Catholics. <laughs> we, you know, the, we owe the Catholics a debt. They, Saint Jerome, he, he translated the word of God into the... the uh, the Latin Vulgate and spent his lifetime in a cave with one foot on a skull, reminding him of his mortality. And if it wasn't for St. Jerome, you wouldn't be holding what you're holding in your hand right now. So we, we, we owe really a, a debt. The monastic movement wasn't entirely the Lord, but at the same time, God preserved the word of God. So when God calls you and he speaks to you, you're going to go through tests. And I've seen in Catholic families when somebody gets gloriously born again and they don't want to go back to the Catholic church for a variety of reasons, Mariology and some theology that's messed up. And, and come on, somebody say amen. amen. Then all of a sudden everybody's upset now. And I've seen families get cut off because one person gets saved, a part of a Catholic family, they don't go back. I've seen that in Catholic homes. That's not how it was for me. I do remember many, many years ago, my parents went through divorce and my mother was, went back to the Presbyterian church, the Congregationalist church, which is for her whole side of the family was from. My father was an Irish Catholic. My parents got divorced, so my mother started taking me to the Presbyterian church. So he started going to the Presbyterian church and the, 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 the pastor of the Presbyterian church would look at you and he would teach something and like, he went and said hi to me, actually. He shook my hand, and, and they gave me a Bible. And I didn't get born again. Oh, how I wish I did. I didn't. But I'll never forget being at a family event. And I'm sitting there, and I don't know, it was a cousin or something. It was Thanksgiving, and there's all kinds of cousins. And, and you're like, so are you Presbyterian? No. I'm all, what? I'm, 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 so, I'm like eight. So I was like, yes, I'm a Presbyterian. How about you? I'm eight years old. I'm like, what? We heard you're going to the Presbyterian church. Yeah, my, 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 yeah, my mom takes me to the Presbyterian church. So, so, uh, and then, and then uh, one of the elders, I'll just say that, chimes up and says, is he allowed to sit with us now? I'm eight. What the heck's wrong with you? That's a religious devil, by the way. That's right. Oh, you, you, Throw away the Ten Commandments, committing adultery all over the place. I'm not saying my family exactly, but, <laughs> but you're going to get all upset because now someone's born again and they don't, you're going to go through things. That's just being born again and serving God. If God gives you a vision, I've, I've, I've had people cut me off because they're like, well, are you serious? You can't build that building. No, yeah, we are building it. <laughs> you're insane. Now I've got the mind of Christ. We are going to build it. Right. When God gives you a word,
Lord, when God gives you a vision, there comes times where people can't walk with you. And many times, it's your beloved family. And we don't desire that. But Jesus said that God would give us a hundred times for those who've left family as people that can't walk with you. You pray that they can. You pray that it turns. You, you intercede. You don't, don't be a jerk. Don't be all prideful. But there is moments of the pit. Joseph is sold by his brothers and he's in the pit. How do you deal with betrayal from family? You want to know how? Forgive them. I can't believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the grace of God, he's opened your eyes. Just forgive him. What else do you do? Forgive him again and keep forgiving and keep turning the other cheek and keep loving them and keep sending gifts and keep praying and keep binding and keep loosing and be like Christ. And I'm going to tell you, if you're, if you're like Jesus, nobody can resist the love of God. No one. And it might take 20 years. There's always the pit that comes. They sold Joseph the pit. When the word of the Lord comes, you're going to go through tests. When the first test you go through is the pit. It's the what? The pit. Profit and training. Number two, second place of challenge when you are tested. The word of the Lord tried Joseph until it came to pass. So you'll get a word from God and then it's going to try you. You're going to move through tests. The pit's the first one. The second one is Potiphar's house. And that's the test of circumstances. Circumstances. Some of you are in them right now. You got circumstances. You want to quit. You want to throw in the towel because it's difficult. And I've, God knows I've been in situations and circumstances like that, but I know too much now. I, what are you going to quit to? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You going to quit? Okay, where are you going? Where are you going to quit to? I remember talking to a, it's not the greatest counsel. <laughs> I was a younger pastor, so don't judge. I'm still a young pastor. Amen. I've said younger. I was talking to somebody who's just like, just want to go back out and, 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 and just go back out in the world. I said, okay, bro, uh, listen, if you can convince me, I'll go with you. He said, seriously, right now? I said, yeah, go ahead, convince me. Convince me that what's out there is better than what God has. So he made some feeble attempt, which was destroyed through simple logic. Oh, you want to drive the porcelain bus? Oh, isn't that wonderful? Every Saturday morning. Driving the porcelain bus. And if you don't know what that is, good. Praise the Lord. No, there is nothing to go back to. So when you go through circumstances, keep going through. Yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no way. Don't pitch a tent in the middle of your death experience, your death, your death circumstance. Keep going. Keep serving. Keep moving forward unto the, the, the call of God, the vision of God, the burden. Keep moving forward. In the eternal words of Dory, the fish. <laughs> just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Just come on. Come on, go like this. Go ahead. Just keep swimming. Okay, don't do that. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> the test of circumstances. My mother said uh, many years ago, I don't know, it was a season where I lived with my mother. I had just gotten born again. And she would just say all these, we'd spend a lot of time. We'd go to every single church service. And we spent a lot of time in prayer. And she was constantly giving these pearls of wisdom. Although I didn't know that's what it was when it was happening. I remember all these phrases that she would say. And they come out and my preaching is one of them. She said to me, son, remember, there's no 90 day wonders in the kingdom of God. It's not how fast you run. 
It's whether you finish, finish strong. There's going to be circumstances where you're rejected. There's going to be circumstances where you don't know where the resources are coming from. There's going to be circumstances where you're downtrodden. You don't know which way to go. There's going to be circumstances that come. And when they come, just keep swimming. Keep doing what you're called to do. Keep loving God. Keep serving him. Keep turning the other cheek. And when you run out of the cheeks, just keep turning. Circumstances. Come on, lift your hands to heaven and say, oh, God, help me. Help me. Help. God, I need help. The third place of testing is the prison. And that's really the house of your friends. Can you imagine? Now, Joseph, he went to prison because Jezebel by another name, and I can't remember her name, but it's the wife of Potiphar, tries to seduce Joseph. And what rabbinic scholars say is that the moment when the whole house went to go worship the idols, she stayed back and Joseph didn't go because he was a Jew. He served served the one and true God. And over and over in the life of Joseph, and I preached a series a ways back a number of years ago, over and over you see that God was with him. And God was with him in the pit. And God is with him in in Potiphar's house. God is with him. And that's the key, really, for fulfilling destiny, fulfilling vision. God's with you. If God's not with you, you better get back to where you left him. And he doesn't doesn't leave you. You leave him. And he said, I'm good because the Lord will never leave me, never forsake me. That's absolutely the fact. Are you listening to me? It's absolutely true. But you can leave him. So he will never leave you, but you can leave him. And he says things to do things that are hard or challenging and you can turn or you can get offended. And so Joseph is there and it says that everyone is gone. There's no one at the house and she tries to get him one more time. He was a good looking, well-built man, the text says. And he said, I cannot do this wicked thing before my master who's entrusted me and before God. It's It's a revelation. I can't do it before God. And he runs and he leaves his garment behind and she, she, feigns that he tried to molest her and everybody knew that she was lying. I would imagine this is probably the third or fourth slave that she tried to do it to because the circumstance of what takes place afterwards are evidence of that. One, Joseph doesn't get killed because that's totally what would have happened. If he did do it, he'd be dead. He didn't do it. And he's sent to the prison, which you think, well, that's horrible. Yeah, that's true. Except for Potiphar ran the prison. That was his job. And he's promoted in the prison, so he still has favor with Potiphar. And he marries Potiphar's daughter. All evidence of the fact that he was, it was rigged by this woman who was filled with lust. And men can be the same way. Come on, somebody. He goes into the prison. The test of the prison is the test of your close friends. He's in prison and he has his gift. He uses his gifts. Everywhere he is, God's with him and he uses his gifts and he gets promoted. And he has this promise that he's going to be, you know, they're all, all the sheaves are going to bow down and he's going to be in command. You know, this is the prophetic dream. The stars and the moon bow down to him and the, the sheaves bow down to him. This is this dream that he has, this vision that he has. Now he's in prison. While he's in prison, the baker and the butler come and they tell their dreams and he interprets them. One guy loses his head and the other guy is restored to his rightful position. And when the, when the man is being restored, the cupbearer, I believe it is, the butler is restored. Joseph says, remember me, remember me, remember. And he's like, I got you back, bro. I got you. 
five years. That's a long five years. Can you imagine sitting there? What kind of a jerk? Man, I interpreted his dream. He got restored and he didn't even remember me. What kind of a friend is that? It's a hard thing when you're serving God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and strength, and then you find yourself shanked. Daggers in your back. Listen, you're going to go through betrayals. I don't want them. I've been through some. I pray I don't have any more. And I, I pray, God, give me discernment to not bring people that are betrayers close. But you know what? Judas was right on the inside. And you're going to go through betrayal. So when it happens, consider it not strange. And just keep your heart right and keep moving forward. That's what Joseph does. And in one day from prison, one day his number's called. One day the, the amnesia leaves the cupbearer. He's like, oh, snap, there's a guy. I know a guy. Joe. He's in prison. He's a Jew. Well, he's got these amazing gift for dreams. And they bring him up and Joseph becomes a second in command. You're going to go. And the word of God, of the Lord comes to pass. But up until the time when it comes to pass, it tested him. It tested him. How many of you are in a test? Yeah. Welcome to the kingdom. Some of you don't adjust your attitude. Oh, man, I might go. Let's go ahead. That's the other test. It's the test of Delay. Delay. The test of delay is, a, is quite a test. Come on, David, when you're anointed to be king and then you go from pillar to post and everybody's trying to kill you and you ain't the king yet, but you have the anointing to do it. I spoke in the first service, not in my notes, but I'm reminded of again. If you'll just learn to sing in the midst of your delay, learn to sing in the midst of your betrayal, learn to sing, learn to keep your heart, tune your heart, love God. Come on, God will never leave you, so just make him your best friend. Well, what is he going to See how big a heart you can get. I mean, when the apostles, they said, they said is it this time that you're going to restore the, the kingdom? Is it, is it this time that you're going to set? Is, it, is this the time that you're kicking the Romans out? Is this it? This Roman, come on, Messiah. Come on, Mashiach. You don't know that word? It's Messiah. And what does the Lord say? It's not for you to know the times. And see. Is this the time I'm getting my promotion? Is this the time I'm get? Is this the time? Is this, is this it? When's it happening? And he says, it's not for you to know the times and seasons. There are moments of delay. And in the midst of delay, what, what does the Lord say? It's not for you to know the times and seasons, but you'll be endued with power from on high. So the key is in the midst of waiting for this breakthrough, in the midst of waiting for the vision to come to pass, you're proactive. You do your part. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. The word waited to wait on the Lord. It's a Hebrew word to be braided. Does anybody here have any long braids? Raise your hand if you have long braids. You have a short braid. Does anybody have any braids in the house? Very good. I guess are you, do you have it on? Are, is it on your head right now? Oh, come here. Come. Sister braided. Perfect. You didn't know we were going to use you for an illustration this morning. Kira's one of our leaders, amazing woman of God. Okay, if I may, just, just, just turn for a second. Okay, so this is her braided hair. 
You, you really can't, is it okay if I touch it? For sure. Okay. <laughs> you, really, you really can't tell. It's, it's one piece. It's braided together. It's one, it's, it's a unit. Thanks. It's a unit. When you wait on the Lord, it's to be braided together. A threefold cord is not easily broken. To wait on the Lord in the Western church is like, God, are you ever going to do this thing for me? Because I've been serving you. I tithed. I gave. Yeah, you're, you're, you stink. You tithe, you gave, you smell. Your heart is reeking of, of, of pride. Who made you the timekeeper? Oh, clay on the potter's wheel. Who made you the one? And you could just go like, let's start over. Let's, let me start over. We're talking about tests you go through on the way to fulfillment. Pit, prophet, and training. Potiphar's house, circumstances. The third place, a place of testing, is a place of prison. Test of your friends, betrayal. The fourth place, which I'm talking about, is a test of delay. I have been through, uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm, I'm, by, by nature, I'm an impatient man. I have learned patience. Actually, I claim them. I said, I claim them. Somebody said, don't ever pray for patience because when you pray for patience, you don't just, everything slows down and you're just going to have to. No, I have patience. How's that? Because it's a fruit of the spirit. Come on, lift your hand to heaven and say, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got patience. Say it. I have, I have patience. Love, joy, peace. I have it. It dwells on the inside of me. I'm the patient one. The long suffering one lives on the inside of me. I have to claim that a little stronger than sometimes than in others. The test of delay comes, and it was a test to Joseph, and he was delayed. He was delayed. 20, 24, some of you aren't even 24 years old. 24 years he had to wait to see his prophetic word come to pass. So well, that was, that was Joseph. The things are different now. Things are happening quicker. I do believe that God is quickening time. And certainly we can love God and, and hasten his return or quicken his return. Scripture tells us about that. But let's look at the Apostle Paul, which I talked about recently. He's called to be the, you know, the voice to the Gentiles, to turn them from the power of Satan to the power of God. How many of you know that? His testimony is said in Acts 9, Acts 20 something. It's told in three different places. And he has this amazing testimony of God calling him and the vision for his life. He says to King Agrippa, I've not been disobedient to the heavenly vision. May that be said of you, may it be said of me, may it be said of us. We have not been disobedient to the heavenly vision. No matter what the pit, no matter what the Potiphar's house of circumstances, no matter what the delay, no, ma no matter what we go through, may it be said of us that we've been not been disobedient. You're going to go through stuff. If you're going through something right now. Welcome to the human race. Come on, somebody say, woo. Oh, that was almost scary right there. God's able to help you. Man, I was on this great point and I lost it. Let's have a praise break. Go ahead. Thank you, Jesus. 
So the apostle Paul, thanks. Thanks, I needed that. So the apostle Paul is his vision to, to reach the world. What happens? He goes to Antioch for a year. Oh, it's, not, it's not a year. Oh, two years. Oh, it's not two years. It's not five years. It's not 10. 14 years. He's an usher for 14 years. He's, he's a doorkeeper. He's, he's a greeter for 14 years. And then time came together. Kairos came together. And Barnabas sends for the apostle who becomes the apostle. Barnabas sends for Saul who becomes the apostle Paul. Listen, if you're in the midst of a delay, God's just lining stuff up. You know, through our delay in our building, which has been so many, but over that, millions of dollars have been saved. You say, well, what about the cost of time? I don't know. You can figure it all out. Talk to God. He owns it all. I said he owns it all. We're just stewards trying to do the best we can. Delay. And there's a test in the midst of delay, and I've seen people quit. I've seen people quit because it's taken too long. When is God going to heal me? That's it. Like, again, let me ask you, where are you going? What are you going to do? He alone is the words of a turtle. When is the Lord going to heal my marriage? When you act like Jesus, how about that, you knucklehead? If she just understood me, just repent, fast, pray, get some counseling, answer some altar calls, get hands laid on you. Come on, somebody. The delay comes to all of us. And if you don't pass the test, you'll fall away. And then, you know, you, well, let me say it this way. As I said in the first service, if you fail the test, I've got wonderful news. It's coming another one. And if you fail that one, good news again. You get to go through it again. And if you fail that one. Here comes another one. The Lord is so amazing. He's so gracious to keep giving us opportunities to overcome our attitude problem, to keep overcoming, you know, our own pride, to keep overcoming our own greed, to be quite keeps, you know, and if you need a 40 years to go around the mountain, well, welcome to the 40 year around the mountain club, I guess. I don't want to do that. No, I want to pass the test. I talked about singing and I'm going to say it again. Pottery makes a sound in a kiln. Does anybody know anything about pottery? If you've brought a piece of your pottery, would you come up right now? So we, I, I don't know, I'm just kidding. Pottery has a, there's a vibration when it hits the right temperature and it's, and it's completely dried in, in a kiln. You know what a kiln is? It's, it's a furnace. But porcelain sings. It's, it, and I don't have the, the figures in front of me. Go look it up on Google. And uh, if it's Wikipedia, you have to check your information. Apparently, it's not a credible source. I discovered that. You can't use Wikipedia. And is that right, doctor? So I'm to understand that porcelain, when it hits the right temperature, kind of like it is in here right now. <laughs> is it hot in here? It sings. It makes a vibration that is, it's a beautiful sound. And that's one of the ways they know. You can put a time clock on it, but it sings. And that's when they know to pull it out of the fire. One of the ways that God will promote you in the midst of your delay is when you sound like that. 
When you just don't care, you're contending, but filled with faith. You're braided together. You're waiting on him. You lift your voice and you know that God is the one who made you. God is the one that fashioned you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. The vision, the plan that he has for your life will come to pass. Just sing and worship him and love him. And don't worry. Keep turning your heart. Keep turning your attitude. See how big a heart you can get. I mean, come on, God gives you a vision. You think you can fulfill it? You have your role. God won't do what you're supposed to do, but you can't, you can't do what he does. The test of delay. And then lastly, this is the test of the palace. So we're talking about vision. We're talking about the word of the Lord coming to pass. And in the midst of the word of the Lord coming to pass, you will have these things happen to you that happened to Joseph. You will have the pit, separation from family many times. You'll have Potiphar's house, circumstances, problems, trials, things that mock you. You'll have a word from the Lord and you'll have like the opposite show up to just jump up in your face. You'll have the prison. The place where friends shank you, backstab you, turn their back on you. You'll have delay. Just never seems to happen as fast as I want. I could tell you story and testimonies about how I wanted something. And like when it didn't happen, I really had to adjust my heart. I'm like, man. And then I would blame a leader. In this particular case, it was Dr. Morocco. Man, I hope he's hearing from God. The Lord's like, yeah, watch your mouth. Yeah, submission. Submission is one of the most abused things in churches. People just use that, but to understand the real meaning of submission is a beautiful thing. I just did a study on it. So I just, I died and trusted the process. You know, all these years later, when I look back on that moment when I wasn't, didn't have my name picked, would you say it that way? I didn't get the thing. They chose somebody else. I look back and realize God has saved my life. I look back and I go, oh man, knowing what I know now, knowing what he had to work out of my heart, knowing the things that were in there that I, I didn't know them. They're strongholds, mindsets, set ways of thinking. I'm so glad that God's not in a rush with me. I'm so glad because, because I'd have destroyed lives. I think I've come to the end of myself. I'm pretty sure. And if I haven't, you can help me with that. I know you are. Oh, man, I feel the Spirit of God touching people right now. Relinquish your right. Let me tell you what rights you have. You don't have any rights. You deserve death. So let's just get the story straight. Oh, if they knew, oh, I'm anointed. Sit down. Your rights. You deserve death. Oh, my gifts, my talent. Gosh, if I was just honored. You know what? You know why? You know why you do it without honor? A prophet's without honor in his own home. You know why? So that when you get it, you don't become like an idiot. You learn to do it without honor, and then when you have honor, it won't, it won't destroy you. Oh, when's my time? It, you'll be endued with power. When's my time coming? You will be endued with power from on high. When is my shot? Whoa. Don't you worry. Don't you fret. You ain't 
ain't seen nothing yet. I speak encouragement over you, Minister Micah, Chanel. I speak the blessing of God over you. You're a great man, a great woman, a great family. Delay. And then what comes is the palace. The palace, and the best way I, I tell this, and I'm, I'm concluding soon, is years ago, Steve Hill, who was the evangelist at Brownsville, came to Maui to do a week of meetings. I was sitting at the, the table with all of the other pastors. I, 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 was, I was not a pastor at that time. I think it was right just before I was made a pastor. And they said, Steve Hill's coming. We're gonna do some meetings. And, and uh, I raised my hand and they said, yes, Daniel. I said, I'd like to pick him up. Can I pick him up at the airport? And everybody's like, it's him again. I was really irritating. <laughs> and I would always like dislocate my shoulder to pick up the guy because I, I understood about impartation a little bit and I, I needed a lot of help and I still do. I'm like, oh, can I pick him up? Yes, you can pick him up. So when I picked him up, we had a great conversation and he had gone to Teen Challenge all those years ago. And then he discovered that I had gotten kicked out of Teen Challenge. So we became friends. It's a long time ago, don't get freaked out. <laughs> I love my testimony, the fact that I get kicked out because it just brings hope to all. I mean, he didn't, even, he didn't even graduate, didn't even make it out of the program. What program? I don't know, I think I went to six. <laughs> Come on, somebody, hallelujah. I was stubborn and bound. So we became, you know, friends and he stayed for a whole week and he says this to Dr. Morocco, you know that guy Daniel, can I have him all week? Can he just drive me everywhere? Can he be my armor bearer? Can he? And, and he said, well, of course. So my whole job, everything I did got canceled and I got to carry Steve Hill's stuff everywhere all week long, which was the conversations we had. I got to eat and be in places I never would have been in. I got to hang with him, pick him up, help him, carry extra shirts. That guy had more props. He had, a, he had a ball and chain from the 1800s. So Steve Hill in Brownsville was so powerfully used. This is the test of the palace. And he said in this final message he preached about let no man take your crown, which comes out of the book of Revelation. And he talked about how you can lose your reward. And he said that the test that he had was an incredible amount of wealth flooded into his ministry and into his life. Millions. People writing checks, people giving, tape and VHS ministry, VHS tapes. You remember those? Before DVDs. And it was flooding into his ministry and he started to get nervous and he was praying and the Lord said, son, give it all away because if you don't, it's going to destroy you. So he became this huge giver and sowed it everywhere. And he said, I'm not going to let anybody steal my crown. It's the test of the palace. When you get there, will you be corrupted? When you, when you get to Washington, when you get to this upper level place where you finally get the breakthrough in your business and you get this thing and you start, don't ever forget where you came from. Always stay small in your eyes. Always stay broken, transparent, and humble. Broken, transparent, and humble broken, stay that way.
King David, when the time when he went out to war, he didn't go. And you know what happened to King David? Bathsheba. You got to stay in the place where God's called you to be. And if people don't like it, well, it doesn't matter. You're not there for people. And then you just trust God and you stay humble. And God has a great way of humbling you. He can humble you. If you need to be humbled, I promise you, God's going to help you with that. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you.